Hello, everybody. It's Friday night and it is weekender time once more. And we've another packed show with all the goodness from across the industry in the last seven days. And this week, it's a small, small world. We have small miniatures. We've an epic indie and we've got a hex based system of 3D printing that will allow you to make mighty empires. So sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Weekender. I've got Justin, John, and Ben with me. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. It's going to be another fun-filled week. There's a ton to get through. But before we do that, we're going to talk about what we're going to be doing in the new year. Starts in in December, to be fair. (laughs) But it does run all the way through the new year. It does. All but new, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dungeon Alia, all the fun of a dungeon Mm. with some alias. Yeah. Uh, so this is another one of our big community sort of projects, challenges for you to dive into and have some fun with. Uh, Warren will have mentioned this on the Cult of Games XLBS show a few times for backstages and stuff like that. So if you have seen that, uh, you will know a little bit about this. But this is going to be running from 1st of December through to the beginning of March. So it covers pretty much all of winter, essentially. Mm. Um, in fact, it does cover all of winter and a little bit more because leap years and stuff. So there. <laughs> but yes, you'll be able to dive in and have some fun with this. The idea is that you're going to be able to just jump into the project system and start doing all sorts of things dungeon related. That could be building dungeons, that could be painting up parties of adventurers, it could be writing adventures uh, for you to play out throughout these months. It could also be painting up loads of monsters for you to throw into the different dungeons to have fun with and ruin the lives of all your friends um, and everything in between, basically. Mm. We're going to have a couple of different categories, of which Jerry is showing off a few here. So we've got Dungeon Stonemason, which is the person who builds the best three-dimensional dungeon build. So this could be scratch built or it could be using 3D printed parts or existing plastic components and all that kind of good stuff. There is Dungeon Architect, which is 2D dungeons. So that's looking at to building uh, sort of like interesting dungeons on sketch paper and that kind of thing. That could be doing it in the classic way with graph paper and pens and all that kind of stuff, which is what I'm going to try and do. Or it could be going into dungeon creation software and sort of building up dungeons in that regard if you wanted to. Um, There's then Dungeon Master, which is your narrative campaign story-driven thing. So if you want to dive in and actually write a full adventure or write some encounters to pop into a a D&D game or something else, um, maybe it's even a skirmish game doesn't necessarily have to be role-playing you can um, put that together and sort of fill out your project with loads of interesting art and things like that and have fun in that regard there's also then two which are sort of a little bit more about miniatures and modeling so there's dungeon heroes and dungeon monsters and they're fairly self-explanatory i guess um this could be for painting up awesome bands of heroes for your players to be using on the tabletop or you could be painting up loads and loads of monsters as you can see there (laughs) that looks like a terrifying encounter with lots of big boys saying yes don't don't get in their way (laughs) they could be the heroes you don't know they they could be the heroes (laughs) just out of shot or a bunch of racist elves who've come in to murder them up (laughs) exactly exactly rolling in throwing insults and they're like excuse me we're just living here Why, why are you in my house yeah 
this is our dungeon. Can't you see the lights are on? Um, but yeah, the, the final category as well is Dungeon Younglings. And this uh, is for anybody under the age of 14 to dive into and have fun with. Um, if you want to uh, sort of dive into that category, get your kids involved in that kind of stuff. Uh, that can be across any of the categories that we've already mentioned. And it's just for having a youngling diving in and have some fun. It, it could even be as simple as just playing some games and writing up the reports that you did for that as well. So uh, we've got a whole... For Sorry. that one, can you put youngling in yes. the title of the project because <laughs> there's no other way that we can filter yeah. that one we just have to go based on when somebody logs it up yeah. there um so that would make my life much much easier yeah so um as always with our sort of challenges and stuff there will be a dungeon alia tag in the project system that you'll be able to dive into so once you've made your project make sure you tag it with dungeon alia otherwise as jerry said you won't be able to find it <laughs> Don't and that'll be and sort of it maybe put in the title as well as Jerry was saying what you've put and what sort of category you're looking to do so stonemason architect master all that kind of good stuff i mean some some projects may hit several of them exactly yeah, depending on true. how you go yeah yeah um, you could be doing the plans one, and then you could do like a big one later yeah. on stuff, so yeah. with the two-dimensional yeah. one would that also cover doing the the, the virtual tabletopy things like yeah your, yeah, yeah your role yeah. if well, unless, unless they're like yourself, Jared, it's just like, what? what is this computerized dungeons? Give me pen and paper. <laughs> well, this is the only way. Well, it makes more sense for me. I do know some people use those, but I don't know if they exist in a vacuum. Can they be pulled out to put in the project system? Because if it's just something that lives in a, in a foundry somewhere, like I say, I don't know. I don't know if they um, can be designed in there and actually um, shown off in our project system. I mean, two words, print screen. Mm. Sure. Okay. <laughs> do, do that Essentially, then. with that one, it, however you want to, as I say, if you want to sketch it out on graph paper, or if you want to design it in a dungeon creating app or something like that, or if you just want to do it off your own back in Photoshop or something, that's also great. Sure. Just you know, show off your skills and uh, put it into some project systems and, and have some fun. Yeah, so, very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what people come up with that isn't fantasy based, because mm. every one of those images defaults to the idea of a dungeon being a D. Mm -hmm. and d style fantasy yep. encounter mm -hmm. however aliens oh yeah yeah it's technically a dungeon crawler mm -hmm. yeah. you know and there's a lot of other really interesting sci-fi and steampunk and, and things like that that you could really uh, go nuts with for me zombie apocalypse working your way through either a military base or your local yeah. shopping mall yep. yeah dungeons is a very open-ended thing if you want to so, do space hulky stuff if you want to do zombies all of that is spunk. fine yeah, we're going to be um, looking at <clears throat> loads and loads of entries over the course of December, January, February, March as well, and sort of talking about all of these and putting together sort of posts, looking at some of the best that we've seen. And then eventually at the end of it, there may even be prizes. Wow. I can say, yes, there will be prizes. But <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Yes, there will be prizes for some of these categories. Well, in fact, all San Santa Warren turning up late in the new year. Yes, exactly. It's the Christmas you didn't know you needed. <laughs> in, in we'll call it Christmas 2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll arrive just in time for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. <laughs> you can hawk them all and get drunk on the money. <laughs> right, so that's what's going to be coming up in, oh my God, a week. Mm -hmm. Sweet zombie yeah. Jesus, the year has gone. It's a good job that I'm yep. firing emails out like Billy, oh, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what I noticed. The older I get, the quicker the years seem to roll through. Jerry, for you, it must be like light speed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there, there, there's a scientific reason for that. Because it, it's all to do with perception of time. Oh. And over as you get older, you realize that, you know, time as a, as a fixed point is 
relatively short whereas when you're younger you don't really know how huh. long like a, that's why summers when you're kids always seemed like an endless day it's really interesting papers written about it i'll leave people yeah, okay. at home to go and look them up for themselves <laughs> i may go and look it up myself but yeah it is um it's it's a known fact right and on that note uh let's move away from statistical analysis and into the indie of the week yeah. and this week's indie is a follow-up to last week's indie uh, i did say they were sister companies in a, ah. in a way um Last week, we had a look at the bigger things, the 30 mils, with a little touch of 6 mil at the end with the um, the Troublemaker, little tiny sci-fi film. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Vanguard is uh, sister site slash retail partner, um, and Vanguard oh. pretty much exclusively do smaller stuff. They also have a few other companies that they do bits and pieces with. So mm. I will – actually, I'll go to the gallery for once. Because I never really go to galleries. I normally skip them and then run off, cackling into the night. <laughs> uh, do they do they, tiny nuns with guns? <laughs> they don't kind of yet, really, but they do uh, other stuff. Um, so, as you can see, heart music. <laughs> yeah, as you can see, there's a, a very sentinel feel to it. Mm. Um, there's a lot of communities out there who play classic epic, yeah, um, yeah. and Battlefleet Gothic and games of that ilk that you can't get anymore. And then obviously there are a ton of spin-offs and, and other companies producing their own small scale um, sci-fi games. Uh, so there's a, a relatively big, even before GW talked about bringing back Legio, you, you may may not buy it on eBay from a scalpel uh, or whatever it's called. <laughs> there was already tons of people looking for stuff and, and making stuff. Um, and these are some of the six mil from their um, defect in detail, I think, range. Look how cute those orcs are. But they also do <laughs> three mil and 15 mil, uh, as well as Very bringing nice. in a few other bits and pieces as well. Uh, oh. So I'm just going to go to there. Oh, crikey. That's a lot. <laughs> Blimey, Charlie. Yeah. I will start with uh, Battle Group Helios. So this is essentially a set of sci-fi ships um, that match the army types slash nation slash world of the um, defeat in detail. There we go, defeat in detail. Um, armies, but these mm -hmm. are just their spaceships. So you'll see when we go into some of the actual armies, the, the ground troops, they have, um, well, they've got not just very distinctive looks, they have um, a, some of them are very distinctly, you know, this would work for Eldar. Some of them are, right. this is theoretically the same faction as that Eldar, but looks very different. Uh, with the ships, it's a bit less cut and dry. Um, mm -hmm. They're not, some of them are very distinctly chaos slash space marine adjacent. And then other ones where you would think, well, it should be more sleeky Eldar looking or still a bit blocky and, and stuff. So if you mm -hmm. want to run these out for something like a billion suns um, mm -hmm. or other ship-to-ship -ship combat games as well, they would work for that. But obviously Gothic. Gothic was a really tight rule set, with the exception of when they added the Eldar, which I'll get onto in a minute. Um, <laughs> they had a terrible tendency to do this. They would make a really good rule set, and then they would put in a race that broke the rule set, like Eldar yeah. and their solar seals. I remember playing some Battlefleet Gothic, and we just did sort of like an intro game with mm. the Space Marine Imperial stuff and the Orcs, and it seemed fine. And then my friend went, hey, you play Eldar. Do you want to do this? And then uh, mm. my mind broke. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because for all intents and purposes, Gothic was epic third, 
the the Titan rules from Epic mm. Third was how the ship to ship combat worked. Um, so if you if you played one, Look you could segue that. into the other really easily. But these I always love really it cute. when companies or properties make ships that just look like massive guns mm. because that's all they need to be. They don't need to be sleek because space. <laughs> and this, this is why we love the A10 Warthog. Yeah. Aerodynamics don't matter. Yeah, that's why, that's why boat, we have a gun. What do we do with it? Build a plane around it. <laughs> it's always the it's the thing that's always so cool about the stuff from uh, Halo or from Aliens. They're just big, mighty ships that are just massive mm. guns. It's amazing. Yeah, oh. your renegaded frigates, and they do have a really nice design system with the um, turrets the, and yeah, yeah. and that sort of thing. So the little destroyers can be sort of upgunned in various ways. Play around um, with different bits and pieces. It also means that they can have it so the guns poke out a little bit more because they're having yeah. them, rather than having to sink them into it and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, yeah. if I find who am I after, I'm not after that. I will be after that. I, f- I feel like I'd be after that. I thought it said the human league. Then I was like, oh. the he- well, you're not you're not far off because the <laughs> Hellion League are not dissimilar to certain Spackmorans. Because <laughs> that's very similar to the was it the Cobra? Oh, yeah, they've got that big blade prow on the front. Mm-hmm. But when you see things like the, where are we? There we are. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. They do the mm. weapon options mm. as inserts the same way that um, nice. GW did it for the, the plastic kits. Yes. So with the <laughs> judicious use of magnets, you've got flight <laughs> decks, you've got broadsides, and you've got massive laser beams, depending cool. on your your choice. So you say the um, the fleets are really cute. Mm-hmm. There's some nice bits and pieces in there. And even if you're not playing Gothic with it, if you want to pick it up for a billion suns or, mm. you know, uh, full thrust or anything yeah. else like that, then, and I'm sure there's plenty of other games out there, Silent Death. Then I mean, there's a, a lot Gothic of Gothic is one of those games that I feel like I missed out on. Like I said, it was, it was good fun until they put in, there's certain fleets that just break the game. Now, I've no doubt, like a lot of other things like Warmaster and like Epic, where the, the community jumped on board and went, we're not going to let this die, and have kept the rules up to date and tweaked. Mm. They've probably rebalanced them enough that they're playable without losing your mind. Yeah, um, I think so. So which, without murdering you know, your opponent? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also do a range of ordnance, so mines, breaching pods. Oh, um, nice. A whole range of torpedoes and uh, bits and bits and bobs like that, which are all really cute to have and handy for other things as well. If you're doing mm. scratch building, Do I like, like that the. Uh, and I mean, I know this is thing that happened on most mm. sprues, but the tab that comes with some of the ships had the name of it on. Yes. So if you wanted to, you could clip that off and stick it onto something to be like, ah, this is what this is. So <laughs> if you heat it up yeah. till it gets rubbery, you could just slide a sharp oh. blade right behind it and then just put it around the base. Yeah. yeah. It's the joy of resin. Cool. Um, I will jump out of sequence for me, I know, into Whoa. SDLs. Hey, uh, way of character. Because they do a few different companies um uh-huh. as licensed the italian moose what a name yeah <laughs> uh, and they are they're very good in that regards um so these are the vanguard ones that we've seen from um mm-hmm. troublemakers website last week i think uh 
and then there's troublemakers themselves. So those will be semi-familiar. Oh, mm. you two can have objective markers. Eldar, uh, Gates. Yep, warp gates and uh, gates, yeah. power generators and other things to dress up as a little Eldari world. However, I think my favorite, and this one's going to be a good one for John, oh, is no. the Blitz designs because they've got a whole rake of six tiny mil cities. tiny cities, including nice. a ton of little six to eight mil cactus. Oh, oh that'll make you happy, Jerry. <laughs> Look at that. You can decorate your city with all the loveliness of cacti. Cacti everywhere, <laughs> uh, but the the hab blocks and stuff like this are just gorgeous. Mm. Those are nice, and they're not alone. I like the oh, different ah, levels they've done to it as well. That's cool. Yeah. Damn you! Drop down, get out of my way. Look, there's a tiny fat man, and then, <laughs> and then here's feels like a mega block. Look, they're all boarded up in places. Don't go in there. Really nice. It Look all goes cool. horribly wrong, but they've also got the landing ships. Yeah, that drops various crates, awesome. yeah. cargo containers, barrels, drunk workers. You know, a load of this smaller, weird scatter mm -hmm. um, that you wouldn't ordinarily see. Your little uh, prefab units as well. There they are. There's my tech shanties. That's what we're here for. We'll start with the drunk workers then. Why are you on the ground, mate? Get up. There's work to do. <laughs> it was a really, really good night. That's the drunk version of what is it, Adam and God with the <laughs> Yes. Reaching out to the spark yes. of creation. <laughs> More mechanicus than battle tech, but yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but I mean barred that one in the middle, all the rest are pretty much yeah. on point. Just cut the one skull off. Oh, there we go. Mm. Oh, he does have a thing. Look, there's more of the little tiny workers. Now, don't open those kegs until you've unloaded them all. <laughs> <laughs> you muppets. Yeah. Um, that's fabulous. So that's a nice little range. And there's another in here, um, which I think is epic. Oh, I know the Gregster stuff, yeah. Yeah, so Gregster's does, uh, that's a squat colossus for epic fans. Mm -hmm. And that's a... I want to oh, see the city killer, please. You want to see the city killer? Yes. Okay, then. We should see the city killer. I want to see the one with the bigger gun too. <laughs> no, let's find me. I'm trying to remember what the bigger gun was called. It was Colossus, the land tree, and something uh, else. Ordinatus. Might be that. I'm Possibly. thinking. It's, I think these are all squat based. Right. So. Let that's more like it. Gustav's grandchild. <laughs> Crikey. Times many. Yeah. I, I have brought a gun to this standoff. There is no longer a standoff. It's <laughs> no longer city, yeah. There's no longer anything. The city in that general direction has offended me. Please remove it. If my gun misses, I have another gun and missiles. <laughs> I have a gun I'm, that fires my gun. I'm, ca I'm carrying ICBMs on the back of my chassis. <laughs> okay, cool. But why? Because reasons. I'm, I'm all for it. And finally, the Italian moose going back to the BFG. Doing agent star elves. Mm, Those are nice. Yeah. They're, they're very similar to the. They're a mix of the, the sort of the more modern GW Eldar for Battlefleet Gothic, but also with a sort of a silent death look to the old uh, Starship game, which was all very seal, solar seal based and stuff. So 
They are very, very much, I very much approve these designs. Yeah, very nice. So yes, so if you're into the old um, ship to ship combat, then they've got you sorted there, uh, and then there is the fifteen three and six mil um, defeat detail stuff. We'll start with the six. It is, after all, what everything else is scaled for. Um, so some of it um, are <laughs> component parts. So there's like a battle bit section where you can get upgrades for actual plastic kits, uh, but the majority are full-on, either 3D printed or metal kits themselves, um, which are all very cute, cutesy. I mean, nice. That's an interesting take. Love that. Have a go if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> I love that it's got the missile pods quite raised, so it looks like it's going mm. like it's like <laughs> doing the chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like one of the more obscure Macs from yeah. uh, Mac Warrior Three. Mm-hmm. The Mac called the Owens. It just looked like a cockpit that had big ears, but the ears <laughs> were missile pods. So what, it's a little Mickey Mouse? Yeah. It could well be that. I mean, those are nice. I like those. When it comes to sci-fi walkers, mm-hmm. everything is up for grabs. If you wanted to do some human Eldar, that would work quite well. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, human tie. Human Eldar? Yes. Get out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, monkeys are smelly. Well, you've got the little crew compartment as well. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of weird little crew bits kicking around here and there. Brilliant. There's there's a Skinner, so obviously there the six mil plastics are humans and Skinners, mm. and uh, there's one of the biggins. <laughs> oh, don't be little dude, kicking around now. He's no longer alone. Oh, um, if I go to Troublemakers bit here, so they kick started this at the start of the year. Uh, which is a game called City Crushers. Nice. And it went out to backers in October, and it's now hit retail. But it is essentially that. It's giant stompy robots fighting each other in, well, in a city slash arena. Um, as the, the Kickstarter video said, which is worth going to watch, uh, it's enough training to make an accurate representation of modern-day London. <laughs> <laughs> But you do get, I mean, 110 quid. It's a big, stumpy box of stuff. There's six of the bigger uh, crushers, and then I think 16 of the smaller. Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, 16 of the smaller. But there's also a um, an upgrade. That Skinner we seen a minute ago, the, the big one. There's like an upgrade kit that you use, because these are all hard plastic. Ah. So you can then upgrade your... Stompy robot to be um, That's very uh, cool. bigger again. Uh, so, particularly for orc epic players out there, being able to get your hands on twenty-two gargants and well, sixteen gargants and six mm. mega gargants um, in in hard plastic is baseballs. The yeah. uh, bases also have the little discs, so you can count shield slash wounds on them as well for the game. Nice touch. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is really handy to have. So mm-hmm. fascinating to see how that goes in the long run. Uh, I'd like to get hands on a copy myself and, and have a swizz around with it mm-hmm. just for novelty value. But you can also pick up the individual 
the capital crushers are the big ones and then the city crushers are the, the little bitty ones. But you're looking 22 quid for what's in there. Looks like eight. I don't know if it's the full eight. It is fully eight for 20. 20 bucks. Like. That's not bad. I mean, can't be bad for it. No, they're very cute. Yeah, I'm for yeah. a range of uh, hard plastic orky things. Footed or tracked. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bargain by Grabthar's Hammer. Yeah. Mm, See, I kind of want to get an, an orc mech boy and just put a remote control in his hand and just like, like a swarm of these. <laughs> You know, just him RCing like remote bomb gargants that are tiny. That would be super cool. I love the idea of that. That's that would be a cool. Um, I don't have squigs, but I have these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why do you not have squigs? Bomb you should always have yeah, squigs. The, the boss ate all the squigs. Yeah. So here <laughs> so we are have RC. So here are more of the six mil skinners. Then, mm. so you two nice. can field your full epic armies if you Those want. Are really well detailed. Well. Yeah. Mm. That's hilarious. That makes me smile <laughs> looking at it. It's uh it's a thing of it's a thing of epic beauty. It really is. Tiny, mm. tiny epic beauty. Mm. Leaders in heavy armor. Yeah. Intriguing. Yeah, so your knobs. Mega armors. Mega armor yeah. knobs. Yeah. Chunky yeah. boys. Not too long ago, in the distant future, I was doing a crossword <laughs> and one of the uh answers was actually knobs with a Z because someone had clearly read some Games Workshop Warhammer fiction at some point and decided. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yep, <laughs> that's the first weird. time that's appeared in The Guardian. <laughs> so, uh, that is peculiar. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that one get past the editor? <laughs> exactly. These are really good. Yeah. So if you're going to be playing Epic or if you're going to, as I imagine a lot of people are going to do, Start working out Xenos forces for yes. Legions Imperialis. Actually, make it yeah. make it epic and stop stop hawking Horus Heresy at us for yeah. six nope. months. Nobody cares about space brains. We certainly don't want to see space brains fighting space brains again. Again, mm-hmm. give us please. give us unusual things. Give us squat land trains. Give us. I want phantom biker titans mobs. leaving yeah. across the battlefield, cutting warhounds in half. That's what Do I want. You? <laughs> Yes. I, I want to build the hive of Necromunda and just have a force assaulting it. That would be cool. Yeah. These are uh, a bit of the what do they call it? Mechanicus? Is that sort of thing? Mechanicus yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So you two can have a human tech force. But again, I mean, if you're playing something like um, Epic, it slots straight in there. And if you're playing other things, there's a lot of weird. Uh, cybernetic humans these aren't so over the top in six mil that they no. are starkly set they're, they're not festooned in skulls yeah yeah i <laughs> know oh, they might be they're just very teeny tiny yes they're all on the inside <laughs> i like those yeah so six mil has all of those Ooh. uh if we go 15 only has a few little pieces in there at the moment. Ooh. But they do have nids. some nids. Or endomorphs running around the place. Going bork, bork, bork. That's a nice noise <laughs> they make. Nobody can tell me I'm wrong. So, Well, they can, but I just won't listen. Uh, or they Much while many stabbing. <laughs> so you're 15 mil. Spackamarans. Uh, Marinos. 
multi-part 15s. Wow. Uh, that's horrifying. That's just your command squad. That's, that's intimidating. <laughs> you're, uh, I mean, fine, you can have them the way you want, but dear God, you're going to go blind trying to glue that together. <laughs> Look, John. Oh, no. Just a little death core. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's... Oh, nearly had to swear there. <laughs> <laughs> say nothing. Amazingly adorable is what I'm going to say. Oh, I love the Commissar. There's my favourite so far. No, I don't care about the Commissar. I just want my happy gas mask boys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But none of them have a shovel. They probably all have shovels. mm. We could go back and double check. Stop (laughs) criticising other people's work, Justin. If you can't do it it yourself. Hush. shovels. And in case you you want to, you can also run them in three mil, which allows you to have really big tanks and stuff. Mm. Look at the tiny little sentinels, which are probably mm. the same size as the six mil stuff. We like you. Very cool. Oh, you could actually field entire regiments. Yeah, that would yeah. make me so happy. Yeah. Oh, you should be showing me this stuff. Look, hurricane ground fighters, platoons mm. of tanks. Mm. There's a siege regiment company for... Nine quid. <laughs> Nine, Nine quid. pounds. Wow. Three mil, fill your boots. Oh, no. Yeah. You play can out, do play tiny out. 40k, multi-based. Massive so, engagements. I don't, I don't want us to do ACW anymore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry will murder you. You you surprised me. No, I told you. <laughs> but I was so glad, because I didn't think you were going to be on the show this week. No. And I was, like, I was like, oh, this is Jim, because he really enjoyed this. Uh, <laughs> so imagine my surprise whenever you appeared. It's delightful. It's lovely. I didn't. I didn't hurt Shay. I didn't read. I didn't. I didn't read the running order and apply a sledgehammer to Shay's ankle. And we're all very happy that you didn't. Uh, yeah. Um, the Titanicus and Nautica compatible bits are mostly terrain, with some yeah. of the other six mil mm-hmm. things we've already seen, including your your Phantom Walkers. Yeah. Yeah. And then all your ancillary terrain bits. Yep. And like I say, if you are a fan of the GW uh, Titans. There are these upgrades, including he's out of stock, unfortunately, which is a terrible shame. But hopefully, it won't be long before they come oh. in so you can get some nice, interesting little detail upgrade bits. Mm. You two can have a Warhound looking like God intended with lovely yellow and black. And it won't. Uh break your bank balance either mm. well some of them are uh, some of them are uh, add-ons to kits rather than full kits yeah. themselves so you'll still need to pick up the gw kits and then oh, just and then upgrade yeah. but i imagine there's probably <laughs> other people out there who do similar kit appropriate things then that you can then yeah, get body together bits. yeah and hammer them all away but there we go so that's like Vanguard. it love it yeah what more of it i've great me i need to find a rule set now I have you a have rule set. <laughs> One moment. We'll talk about this later on, John. Right, that'll do. <laughs> right, that's the end of the week. Uh, we're going to take a quick swish and come back for the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the Muck News. <laughs> all right, it's time for the news, and we're going to be kicking things off in a galaxy far, far away. Someone fetch me a rolled-up newspaper and some spray. 
<laughs> your opponent you didn't know it mm. um so yes uh, atomic mass games have previewed a couple of new sets that are going to be dropping at the start of 2024 it, it's weird that that's so close but there we go right. um so yes this is a new range of miniatures for use in star wars legion and this time it's going to be the geonosians so they're going to be buzzing in to have some fun as uh Mm-hmm. Jerry said, prepare the raid. <laughs> um, so these break down into two different box sets. You can get the first one, which is the Commander and Operative expansion, which comes with Sunfak and uh, Poggle the Lesser, who are your two character options. So there's Poggle the Lesser himself, looking particularly regal with his little stick. And then you have Sunfak, who's ready to defend him at all costs until you break out the Bug Zapper. But yeah. Mm. You mean the other way, <laughs> do you mean the other way around? Yeah, he does. So no, Sunfak, no. Sunfak's the, the first one. Is Sunfak, yeah, is he? What? Yeah. We're, we're, I'm li- we're literally read reading the, the tabs. No, they're, they're wrong. They're wrong. Oh, <laughs> I got oh. that wrong. Okay, D- different. <laughs> That's, the way that I said it is the right way around. Right. Thankfully. Unless someone in Star Wars fandom, whatever, corrects me. I don't. I don't care. Either uh, way, just, you just get wait, waiting for comment of. Well, actually, yeah, you get Sunfak and Poggle the Lesser in the set. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yes, they come with all the cards that you'd expect you'd uh, need to play them in the game, and they can be slotted in alongside the separatists uh, on the tabletop. So if you're going to be using those to supplement your droids, why not have some flying options? Very Where cool. are my droid dickers? Yeah. Uh, and then you also get to play around with some Genosian warriors as well. Um, so this is a set of seven miniatures where you get the warrior leader. Uh, then you get uh, one of the fellows carrying a sonic blaster. Another one's carrying a sonic cannon. And there's also a force pike in there as well. So you've got your weapon upgrades um, for your squad to use on the tabletop as well. Again, a nice little sort of addition to the range. It's not something that I think a lot of people thought was going to be coming. <laughs> uh, but it's good to see it, I suppose, especially if you're diving into that sort of Clone Wars era and that sort of initial fight. That's so, a, yeah, the... It's not like after the Clone Wars sort of started that the Geonosians gave up the ghost and stopped. Oh, yeah. You know, they they were still part of the separatist movement. And you imagine they were running around the place with Watt and friends being terrible, being just swatted, (laughs) just a lot of clone. You know, those those creeper vehicles that the clone troopers had. Yeah. Just have a big fly swat on one. (laughs) kind of arm that just slaps them out of the air. Uh, I still want my Gungans. Yeah, well, that's this is one of the things I wanted to raise. Actually, we've got to the point where we're seeing Gin Ocean warriors that mm. appear for all of <laughs> twenty ten, minutes, ten, minutes? 10 yeah. minutes, yeah, in 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 uh, Clone Wars. But what about the Gungans that pay a huge amount of airtime? I, I mean, I have to assume they fought the one battle and went, "Work's done. We're going home. Goodbye. Have fun, everybody." Uh, but like. The Geonosians, you've got warriors and you've got the, some of the characters. And then I guess you've got the arena beasts that they could bring out as part of something, potentially yeah. in the future. Yeah. Backlayer, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But then the Gungans have an entire, a have literal an, a, army. A <laughs> Episode has one been, has had, been designed. Yeah. Episode one showed us the Gungan yeah. army. like, And imagine, it was pretty cool looking. Those things with the orb throwers on their back, yeah. the big walking creatures and everything, the shield warriors and all that kind of things. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just wondering if they're doing it for political reasons because you know Jaja was the one that gave executive uh, emergency power yeah. to you know yeah. guess who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his his biggest oops. Yeah, well, he did, he you did never know. The empire, maybe we'll see. But the, you can, you know, got. I mean, I know, I know, Boss Nass didn't fight anybody, but you got Boss Nass, and you've got the other Gungan leader that's friends with Jar Jar and all that kind oh, of thing. Oh, the general, as well. yeah. yeah, the general, yeah. So there's loads of things Probably you can do for the everything. I know yeah, the Eons of probably. Battle has built a Gungan army using 3D prints and stuff, and it looks yeah, really yeah, good. We, sh- we showed it off ages ago. Oh, yeah. Captain be... Tapos, 
Oh. Was okay. was the friend of Zsa Zsa. There we go. Awesome. Because wow. <laughs> I watched episode one yesterday. If, if oh. John remembers. <laughs> uh, actual Star Wars fans are going to remember as well. So, yeah. Captain, Captain Tapos. Yeah. If you want to laugh, uh, Steve Hildrew, Death by Dragons, on the YouTubes. Um, big Kings of War player. He organized the um, Clash of Kings this year. And I think he's organized next year as well. He he did a, a Gungan army to use Brilliant. stand-ins for I can't remember what. It may have been goblins. <laughs> uh, and it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. It was amazing. <laughs> it included a Darth Jar Jar. No, the, the whole, he's a Seth Lord. Yeah. So he was a wizard running around the place lightning bolting things. Love it's it. Great. Love it. Yeah. Anyway. So yes. Legion, get them before the fire seal or just hang hang on for the fire seal. Either way. <laughs> get your bugs anytime soon. <laughs> Have faith, Jerry. Have faith. I have. No, Jerry just wants to pick that carcass. The, yeah. the world is a disappointing, better place. Faith <laughs> left to be had. Right. Let's have a look um, at something for Retro Reagan. This yeah. will bring a smile to my face. Uh, so Retro Reagan is a game by the folks at Hydra Miniatures, which mm. is, as the name suggests, a great Retro Reagan pulp-inspired skirmish game for you to play on the tabletop. And what's really fun is that uh, Kurosan Miniatures, who we've looked at in the past as well, mm. have started creating some miniatures to using that game and they're all applicable to the rest of the range they all match in terms of scale as well which is around 30 millimeter for these mm. um so this is their new faction that they've designed to sit alongside what already exists from hydra which is called the neptunians so these are your cannibal lizards from space dressed in shoddy outfits that have been made and hastily that by man the in rubber suit yep. yes <laughs> Um, so you've got options like the the Ultra Fiend that you see there with that massive bony crown and that awesome ray gun. Uh, and Rated his armor from Ben-Hur. Yes. <laughs> and then there's this, which I think is amazing. The Great Struglock is just this massive badass beast with a huge hammer. Clearly, this is what all the budget was spent on as part of the film crew. <laughs> uh, Sing along with me. Do, 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 exactly. Do, do, yes. This is the Shatner fight. Yes. <laughs> yep. mm -hmm. Get your hands ready for that uh, epic uh, Kirk punch. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yes, they've done a whole range of these for you to dive into and have fun with. Uh, there's loads of the sort of individual cannibals. There's the different characters and the big monsters as well, which I think is really nice. Um, they've even done an army list for these as well. So uh, currently, obviously, one doesn't exist within the retro Reagan rules themselves. Mm -hmm. And so Kurosan have worked with them to create a set of rules so you can easily slot these carnivores uh, into your games. Uh, and it's also it's worth having a look at retro Reagan itself because, you know, a lot of people love 7TV and all that mm. kind of thing as well. But Retro Oregon's probably one that maybe has slipped under some radars. So maybe go and check that out. I mean, the miniature range is great. Um, so That's nice that they have the, yeah. the retro range there and then the mm. Neptunians, so you can mm. see how they scale with the others as well. Yeah. yeah. Another good thing about um, the Retro Oregon system, obviously it's a 30 mil skirmish for playing out your, your pulp classic sci-fi. Oh, yeah. Um, but they also... Uh, have the same races in a ship, a starship combat game as well. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we've just been looking at a load of six, well, not six mil, Battlefleet Gothic-esque things. Just imagine a load of those coming up against classic 1950s rocket ships. 
<laughs> just fighting them. Look at you and your, yeah. your terrible solar seals, Eldar. Time to get rocketed <laughs> off this board. Yes, this is how you build a spaceship. <laughs> little flying saucer goes past. There, I believe there is little flying saucers as well. Um, the game's war rocket. Uh, so yeah, so the galacteers and the imperials and all those so all the races that you can play in the skirmish game you can also have them jetting around so the place cool. in their rocket ships yeah. uh being runny rocket pants i will good. i'll, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to the hydra mm. store as well so you can go and have a look at the two different ranges together and, and see what you think of them but i oh. i think kurasana said that they're going to continue to do more for this as well and expand oh, it in cool. a few ways nice. so i'm sure if they come up with new alien ideas and things they'll be able to slot in but even if you're not playing retro Regum, Great for seven TV and, mm-hmm. and games like that as well. So make sure to have a, a pop at that. I think yeah. I like it a lot. I like the fact also that um Kursan because they typically do small scale. Yes. They, they yeah. do an awful lot of sort of 10, 15 mil stuff, um, a lot of historics, uh, and then just completely blindsiding you. So I have a sneaking suspicion that somebody at Kursan plays I think uh, so, retro yes. ray gun <laughs> when I want. I like this, so I will make more. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So good to see more of that all the time. Right. Next up, uh, we're going to the Peninsula. We are, in, yeah. I imagine something that Ben's put in specifically because Ben wants to play the Peninsula War in 28 mil. <laughs> Maybe. Is this why this is in here? <laughs> yes, man. it is. It is definitely why this is in here. <laughs> I've not that. been talking about it for the last couple of weeks no. on uh, Culture Games. No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, so this is the fairly recently released set from all the games that is now... Um, available interestingly as individual miniatures as well over on their web store so this is their napoleonic peninsula veteran sets that they've done um so they were talking to john about this uh over on the the warlord youtube channel actually mm-hmm. and one of the things that they wanted to do with this set is that there's loads and loads of napoleonics you can buy out there where all the soldiers look like they've just stepped out of you know the parade ground mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing why is one of them wearing a bonnet well I'll get to that. <laughs> so this is where they have basically dived in and been like, this is what these soldiers would have looked like if they'd been fighting for months in the Peninsular Wars and just having to cobble together whatever they could in order to keep fighting. Like, for example, why is someone wearing a bonnet? Because they've been asked to put a hat on for parade and the only thing they can find is a bonnet that they found you know, on the battlefield or something like that. <laughs> why is that guy wearing a, uh, a butcher's bib? It's the only thing you can find to cover up the rips in his trousers. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that they wanted to put together because, you know, the Peninsula Law was a pretty bitter fight. And mm-hmm. so it's really nice to see some of these kind of veterans put uh, sort of assembled for yeah. use in your know, I mean, Your games. commander isn't even wearing a shirt. That's his belly hanging out right exactly. there. Exactly. Yes. And he's riding and he's a on donkey. a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a little parasol. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a rule against umbrellas, but not against parasols. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy in the judge's wig. Yes, <laughs> just on the left. Yeah. yeah. There's even for, for people who have like um there you go. So if people who've watched Sharp who watch Waterloo and things mm. like that, there's a chap carrying a pig around, which people who've watched One Waterloo of the Irish. know what that is. Yeah. yeah. And then there's uh the chap looking into his hat. So uh, right, I think some people might know head. Mr. Hakesworth, perhaps. Yep. <laughs> Played by Pete Pothelswit. Yeah. In, in, in the, the TV Sharpie. series. Can't kill me, but, Sharpie. Uh, and the actual sort of theming behind this um, is that it's a, it's one of the sort of collected detachments. So mm-hmm. when a unit or whatever, or a regiment was sort of taken down to like two or three men or whatever, they would all be assembled together into something like this so they could continue fighting under a new commander and that kind of thing. And so that's where they've gone with the, the British. 
for the French side of things, because of course you need to have the French as well. Mm. Uh, they've so this that set is the over the hills and far away. Who would have thought that? Well, uh, and this one is the Vive l'Empereur set. Oh wow, they look even rougher. Exactly, and there's a again there's a meaning behind that as well. So uh, this is the French. They're called Les Butchers or the Butchers, um, and the idea is that they are under a commander uh, who his entire force was captured by the Spanish and put into a prison hulk. And they finally fought their way free of the prison hulk, and they're now out to um, raid and rob across the Spanish peninsula and do all sorts of terrible things, of course, because they're French. And they stole (laughs) Fifi Le Poodle. Exactly, yes. Uh, So both the sets have a dog, as you will have seen. So you can have a proper clash between the commanders, their units, and their dogs at the same time. I cannot wait to see the scenarios. Uh, and, well, they're fighting the over a single sausage for dinner. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you've got two great sets there that are full of really characterful miniatures. Um, they're done in Warlord resin, I believe. Uh, mm. So, but they're sort of new version of that, which they've been using for a lot of their different um, sets recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, as I said, I love, you can... this, I love this guy on the left. She's like, I have two rifles. Why? Because I need two rifles. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if if all fails, that's two clubs you've got. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but these can be picked up as the sets that you see here, um, or you can buy each of the individual soldiers if you want to. And they've all got names, like in the old classic days from Games Workshop. So you can actually go through and be like, I want X, Y, Z, whatever, and add them into your force. So if you want, do you want to just throw in, you know, a, uh, a Hakeswill, you can just mm. go and get him and have him in your games, which is very cool. I imagine so. there'll be a, a fair amount of these rocking in for Silver Bayonet. Oh, yes, very much so. The other thing a lot of people have pointed out um, is that if this does well, maybe we'll see some of these for some of the other factions that were fighting mm-hmm. during the time as well. So it'd be good to see the Prussians and, and the Russians and everything else as well. Well, the Spanish and Portuguese in particular. And the Spanish and Portuguese, yeah. Um, yeah. In the peninsula where you have really ragtag guerrilla fighters and, you know, uh, it'd, it'd be interesting to see what they do with those because they, yeah. they're, they're two nations that, it's very easy to do British, do French, or Russian, Austrian, whatever, as plastics because you've got a lot of repetition. Um, you're never really going to see them in that way. Mm. But having groups of rough old veterans uh, with the arse hanging out of their trousers uh, would be spot on <laughs> for, for some yeah. of those fighters. So, very yeah. much so. Nice mm. to see those. Mm. Now, a modern twist with Spectre Operations. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so Spectre Miniatures uh, recently released the new edition of their game Spectre Operations, which is a sort of a, a modern warfare style take on tabletop combat. So if you're diving into playing something with Soap McTavish and all that kind of good stuff, you can do. You can go down the Hollywood route or you can go down the meticulously detailed and researched modern warfare tactics side of things and play out you know, war games with elite special forces and all that kind of or, stuff. Or just don't. <laughs> Or just don't. <laughs> or just don't. Yeah, because that's sure, silly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. These boys look way too professional. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's because they are the best of the best. Uh, so yes, this is a couple of new sets that they've brought out um, for use in sort of modern warfare style games. You've got three sort of task force elements that you can pick up already. So you've got the assault element, uh, you've got the CQB element, which is your close quarters battle element, and then you've got the force fire support as well. So you've got some options for sort of ranged combat, you've got up close and personal, uh, and then you've got uh, your sort of 
I say bog standard, but they're not necessarily bog standard. Mm. Uh, troops for sending into all sorts of different uh, war zones and stuff on the tabletop. Uh, these are a mix of both resin miniatures, sort of traditional resin miniatures, also 3D printed resin ones, mm. especially for some of the characters that they've done. Um, there's even specialists that they've worked on. So there's a JTAC, so you've got your sort of radio operator and stuff. Uh, and you've got a breacher. So if you want someone who's actually qualified to, you know, smash down doors and all that kind of stuff, you've got one of those. And there's also a commander and a hero option in there as well. Uh, and these are particularly great if you're actually going to be playing Spectre Operations and diving into the new edition for, for maybe the first time, because this kind of gives you all of the operators you need for playing out those modern conflicts, yeah. like straight away. You just need to pick up some bad guys. Not bad guys. <laughs> One, one's <laughs> an amputee. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Who was that one? Is that the guy here? This, with this, the... this guy. Oh, guy, yeah. Guy. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I didn't realize that. Awesome. <laughs> there we go. Oh yeah, that's yep. so cool. I love he's, that. He's rocking a yeah. a blade. He is, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, bounce over walls um, easier. I know a lot of people will be like, eh, maybe I don't necessarily want to play this period. I could play World War Two. That's as far as I'll go, kind of thing. And I totally understand that. That's fantastic. Um, but for those people who maybe want to like, who have played Call of Duty or or other games of have that been- ilk. Have been horribly disenfranchised by Modern Warfare Three. Yes, <laughs> they need to play something to cleanse their palate because yeah. they're they're like right down on the the depression scale right yeah. now. So if you want something to make yourself feel happy, <laughs> maybe pick up this stuff and have a go at it. It's it's a really interesting game in that it's driven by the knowledge of modern warfare as it stands, not the game, <laughs> the, the knowledge of modern warfare, but um, also sort of will allow you to play that kind of Hollywood style thing if you want to, which I think is the way that you should kind of approach this stuff anyway. Um, The other thing that's really nice about this game is that it's obviously great for two players to play, but it's also one of those games that would really benefit from having a games master, and it's one of the things they really push as part of the rule system as well. So having someone who can spring surprises on you and all that kind of stuff. So you've got the two people playing either side of that's, you know, fighting over an objective or a particular... VIP or something, and then you can have booby traps and all sorts of different things that you can throw into the mix with Whoops, the GM. You find an IED. Exactly. I, I think we should send a copy of this to Bricky to make him feel a bit better. <laughs> yes. Bricky, Bricky played Modern Warfare three, and oh, oh, didn't go well. Her guy, her <laughs> guy. But hey, uh, so yes, this is the kind of thing that could maybe make you feel a little bit happier. And if you wanted to go down a different route and just have people fighting zombies, you can do that as well. Another nice thing to look at from the Specter Operations miniatures range as well is that they don't just do this kind of like high-end military tactic stuff. They also do criminals and cops and robbers and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to do bank robberies, you want to do you all sorts of things heat. like that. Yeah, you can yeah. do heat, exactly. Uh, and they do loads of fun stuff as well. So they've done like a Baba Yaga miniature. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go down that route as well with John Wick, you can have fun with that. More, more ideas for Dungeon Alia. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Mean- that would be you could John, do the John old uh, way through a Russian nightclub. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one I'm remembering is an old diehard game on the GameCube, which I'm just <laughs> rolling in to do the Atari Assault. You could, you could probably, you could try that as well. It would be easily done. So yeah, make sure you dive in and have a look at this stuff. But anyway, nice new sets there. Um, definitely go and check it out and check out the new edition as well because they've worked very hard on it and it's uh, worth checking out. So yeah, very fancy. Yes. No, speaking of fancy, no. uh, the new Black Templars. Masquerading as Dark Angels. <laughs> yes, I already know Jerry's thoughts mm, on this. Please me. Um, Might not. Yeah. So uh, I read your Facebook comment. <laughs> uh, so yes, Games Workshop uh, last weekend did another preview, uh, looking at some more stuff for one forty thousand and Age Sigmar and the Elk. We'll look at some 40k stuff first. So the Dark Angels 
have uh, got their codex listed for sort of middle of next year and they're going to be coming in with a new sort of supplement codex alongside a whole host of new miniatures one of those is the new version of asmodai there so if you're looking for an interrogator um to hunt down the rest of the fallen you've got a new option there i Um, swear it was a traitor (laughs) scream repent at people yeah uh, based on one of the old pieces of artwork as well mm. for as yeah, I feel think it's really black nice. and white one by I think Mark Gibbons or maybe yeah. Dave Geller. Can't remember um, so very nice. It I, something about it feels a little off to me. I don't know if it's just the smoke, maybe, but I you know I like that weird. it's based on some old artwork and stuff. I think it's a nice little touch. Um, he comes with a couple of different options as well, so you can play around with the head um, and have it with hood up or down. I think hood up is the best way to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely me. agreed. The yeah. the hood down looks awful. Yeah, it looks a bit weird. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, nice to see a new character coming up for the Dark Angels there to help supplement them. Obviously, they had their big boy, the Lion, um, out fairly recently as well. Mm. So it, they're on the up and up, as it were. Mm. I'm sure very... his job gets decidedly harder as well. <laughs> well. I mean, the little torture so. implement hanging off his back is very interesting looking. Yes. Oh, it looks like you through. don't looks like you don't need to put the smoke on. Do you see the way the backpack yeah. has the ah, smoke? So you can and take the, the other yeah. yeah. So that's fair. Definitely go that's fair. Personally, I would do it without. Yeah. I quite um, like the sensor look of that. I think it's cool. Uh, I'm not I sure mean, whether or not I like it for a battlefield Well, bubble. that's it, yeah. The, yeah. the fact that if it's sitting on a shelf, it looks nice. Yeah. If he's, if he's moving around, it looks a bit static. Yeah. But um, very cool. They've not, not, they've not cleaned the mold line off on that. Um, Why no, do they, they have not, not cleaned the mold lines off? Because it's killing lazy. Also, look at the other one. Look how heavy. What's that? That's, that's not a mold line. What is that? Because I'll, I'll put, I'll put no, I'll put money on this being the the 3D printed prototype. Oh, and, ah. that's, and that's an actual silver line they've drawn to make it look like an angular piece of steel. Ah, but look Maybe. at the front. It looks like it's actually a ridge from the front. Ah, team. who knows? Mold line or not? <laughs> um, but yeah, as I say, surely his job gets harder now because the line's like, we should just forgive them, and he's like, no, punish them. <laughs> Well, no, because the lion's like, I don't trust my sons. You, you go do what you want. We're going to do what we want. Right, enough of that. Going, yeah, huh? <laughs> That's the the new Black Templars. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So this is the other kit that they announced, which is the new Deathwing Knights. Um, this is is what what's quite interesting. About this is that a lot of people thought these were going to be add on kits to the existing Terminator stuff that's they've been working on. Mm-hmm. So the assault Terminators and things like that. But this is meant to be just a unique set that they're going to be releasing. Um, and yes, as people have said, not quite as Deathwingy as people would have hoped, I guess. Um, but uh, I still think they look cool, just maybe not in the same vein as people were imagining when it came to um, the original styles of the Deathwing knights and stuff. But I will levels. say it. Yeah, I will say it's good to see them. Like, because remember when Tenth was coming out and we were all talking about the Terminator kits? It's like now they're going to have to do a reskilled version of yeah. every specialized Terminator. Mm-hmm. If this is the way they're going with the Dark Angels ones, I really would be interested to see how the Space Wolf ones turn oh out. Oh my god, yeah, yes. yeah, the Wolf Guard the, will look really good. And the Grey Knights, because please, Grey Knights, yeah, something. I, <laughs> I really need some nice new Wolf Guard because I don't want to buy the old ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah. It'll be coming at some point during 10th edition, probably near the end. This is going to be the addition of Terminator armor yeah. everywhere, even if the stats aren't great. <laughs> but the set comes right. with options for you to have swords and shields, or you can have the maces, as you can see. Yeah, there, I like the, the power malls. Yeah, they're yeah, very nice. they look really good. And the hoods inside, I think that's the best way to go with those as well. Love hoods on anything. Uh, and then you even get a little uh, Watcher in the Dark as well. Mm, to throw into the very cool. set. 
to use them as a uh, objective marker or something like that as well. Mm. There's also like a te- uh, teleport homer in the Teleport setup. homer. Yeah, so you can S- use it. A- send out the midget in the cloak. <laughs> Throw him off the ship first. Yeah. <laughs> Still no um, look at the actual Terminator Assault assault Terminator kit, no. though, uh, but maybe we'll see that. Do they, have a, do they even have a, an, a stack card? Uh, they they have index they have an index uh, entry but they don't have a what do you mean the death the deathwing knights or the no 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 the, the, the assault terminators the assault terminators have an index card so there is definitively okay. a stat line for them there's just it's got the old model on the image yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's so, not a million miles away from your thunderhammer storm shield anyway exactly so yeah. it's, it's just going to be what they do for the lightning claws I just yeah. I don't know well he's got feathers holy shit balls one of them has. <laughs> There. A few of the models Jerry can approve of. <laughs> because this is the thing, that the whole point of the Deathwing, the reason they're not in black armor like the rest of the Dark Angels was because of that group who then, because they had that tribal idea that you painted yourself in a, a bone color when you knew you were going to die and all the rest of it. And then they did that as a tribute. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they've sanitized all the the feathers and tribal markings and stuff off the models mm-hmm. makes them a bit less interesting. They're They're a bit more standard terminator and less deathwing to me they they mm. you, if you painted these and like i said if you painted these as templars i would go yeah they're nice looking templars i wouldn't yeah. have looked at them and went there's anything specifically dark angel on those scalps really go with uh, the swords the, and swap the, the shields around and i think yeah. they well, i mean you've got a lot of iconography to get rid of but it's doable t- you don't have that much iconography to get rid of in the grand scheme of things mm. you know compared to how much there should be on it you know it, I, it does there. I like it to see depend. my weasel fierce and, and all the rest of them, you know. It does depend the on um, if the, the shoulder guards and stuff are separate parts mm-hmm. to the arms, you know, be you, you, can, you can delete yeah. some of that pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. Replace them with yeah. 3D printed options. Plus, something like that. Black Templars wear tabards as well, so well, you can just yeah. green stuff over the, the chests and stuff yeah. like that. To... And, and off you pop, away you go. Yep. Anyway. but uh, Yeah. So we got a look at some stuff for the Dark Angels, but there was also a little bit of a sneaky peek at uh, what's coming up for the Ooh, uh, I like these the a lot. Wars. Yeah, I really like I seeing interested. these coming out. Mm. So, um, Night Lords have been sort of teased or at least hinted at for a little while now, and uh, they're going to be dropping in as I'd assume one of the kill teams in a new box set uh, that will be rolling around yeah. next year. Uh, this is the set that will be the upgrade kit in the box, I would guess. So there'll be one that's much more unique, uh, but this one takes the basic. Chaos Space Marine Sprue, and then adds on a whole bunch of uh, Night Lords specific elements. So things like the claws and that terrifying standard and all that kind of thing. Yeah. The big Plus half a Space elements. Marine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, apparently that works as sort of like a um, sort of goading device. So they've really? rigged it up so it sounds like your allies. Uh, and then they think it's one of the Battle Brothers that they've got nearby, and then you just stab them when they come up close. They just, Lovely. They pop at him from behind the rock. <laughs> yes, exactly. Told him us, I'm over so here, you hear brothers. Is, Brother, get the flamer, the heavy yeah. flamer. Um, I like how Bucky Barnes is in there as well. He is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky had a bad day. Yeah. The 40k Winter Soldier. Yeah. Mm. But it's it's a really nice little set of upgrades. Um, I love the, all the flayed flesh, the daggers, the hoods, the skull masks, the wings. They've, yeah. they've, they've sort of, on the painting, they've sort of played down on the, the lightning effect on the armor. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's little bits on the knee pads. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's, it's not, it's, it's here it's there, not, but they, they haven't completely yeah. covered every Yeah, like the, like the yeah. old ones where it was like everything was lightning effect. Yeah. 
Um, but then I guess I suppose it's because they've added more detail to things like the shoulder pads and stuff, so it's yeah. less de- less room for the lightning elements, I suppose. But but we'll see what it, Siege Studios does with them. Yeah, <laughs> if if you're one of those people who um, for some reason likes painting all the trim on Cal Space Marines, well, you've now got <laughs> even more detail to paint. There we go. <laughs> Everybody's got a like, hobby. Yeah. I like the the ribcage sword. Yes. It is totally over the top and totally Warhammer 40,000. Completely necessary, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> Proper night lords. Yeah. No, they've um, really captured the aesthetic. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be picking these up and literally just using them as night lords squads on the table. Yeah, they're so. they're going to sell like the Kassarkins did when they came yes. out, as in you'll not be able to get them for four months. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, capping everything off as well, we also got a little bit of a roadmap as to what's coming up for Warhammer 40,000 in uh, the next couple of months and the rest of, well, the first half of 2024 anyway. Yep. Uh, so obviously everybody knows that Adeptus Mechanicus and Necrons are going to be landing very soon. Codex pre-orders go up tomorrow, I believe. Um, and then that's going to be another two-week one. And then as we move into the spring of next year, we're going to be get the Dark Angels, as we saw, alongside the Orcs. Yeah, Dodes are stepping in, so the big golden boys. They're big golden balls. Then you've got the Tau Empire and the Ooh. Chaos Space Marines rocking up as well. So an, an interesting mix of uh, Chaos, Xenos, and Imperial stuff, which is nice to see. And then Gene Stealer Cults and Adeptus Sororitas uh, in the summer of next year, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure a lot... Well, all my friends are very happy about because all of their factions are getting their codexes. I'm not. <laughs> I feel ba- Battle Sisters got, have been getting more codexes than than anybody. I think so. Yeah, well, they, they, they have to catch up. They're the, the range faction. The range refresh didn't wasn't that long ago, was it? it was no, twenty twenty? Really. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they've basically had a codex every year since then. Pretty much. Let's make up for yeah. the fact they only had two in the previous seven editions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is that. <laughs> uh, and then, as you can see, there's a redacted entry. That's that was yours. Added in. Yeah. That's our. Yeah. That's, that's Grey Knights. I bet that's Grey Knights. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's Space Marines. It's Grey Knights. As clearly, as Valrak pointed out in one of his videos, last time they did this, it had a Zen Auto Xenos thing at the back of it, and it was a Xenos codex. Mm-hmm. So this one's got the Imperial Eagle, so uh, it's probably an Imperial faction. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have been saying Grey Knights, yeah, especially if it's, they're doing this Terminator rework thing, as you say, John. So I th- I think new Paladins would be absolutely amazing. Oh, yes. oh man, that'd be good. They, they could redo the Dread Knight. Mm. No, they won't. But rec- <laughs> but like recently forever. <laughs> I know they'll pro- they'll probably try and squeeze it into the lore if it is going to be Grey Knights that they have been able to Primarisify them or something, or yeah. maybe they'll just say, actually, guys, never mind about Primaris here. Just they're they're just reskilled. Like they did with the Terminators, here yeah. are just some new ones. Yeah, yeah. just reskill yeah. it. Don't worry I about mean, it. I mean, surely Belisarius calls looking at the Grey Knights going, oh, they can get to work <laughs> on you. I'm going to do it now. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't. <laughs> Grey, Knight, Grey Knights are better than, than anything Call has done or anything Games Workshop has ruined <laughs> <laughs> but yeah lots of uh, interesting stuff uh, whichever way you look at it for uh, Warmer 40,000 in the next little while on the other side of things in the mortal realms we also got to look at uh, a whole bunch of stuff for the Flesh Eater Courts now the Flesh Eater Courts have always been one of these factions where I've been like eh Marmite yeah, yeah. can't you just be normal death <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm digging this guy but yes this is the thing that has changed my mind Usharan, the Mortark of Delusion, is possibly one of the coolest models I've seen for Age of Sigmar in a very, very long time. I think the last model like this that I really loved was Radikar the Beast. That well, not Radikar, the Radikar the Wolf, which was the big badass werewolf version of him that they did um, for the sort of the Soulblight Grave Lords. 
But I think Oshran looks amazing. Clearly, somebody has been playing Elden Ring <laughs> uh, to use this as some kind of reference. But I think this guy looks amazing. And in a similar vein to a lot of the stuff of the Flesh Eater Courts, he's somebody who believes himself to be a paladin of virtue uh, that was sort of succumbed to a curse, a little bit like the Beast from Beating the Beast, and was locked away in a cage somewhere and has now been unleashed on the battlefield once more to uh, ply his delusions uh, alongside his fellow warriors. But I will save you from life. <laughs> exactly. He's been given uh, he was being given this really awesome sort of bone crown as you can see and Nagash has sort of put that like jewel in the center of his head as well to sort of I assume try and keep him on task. I don't think that works very well potentially but general um, direction go. Yeah. Got it. But I think he looks super cool. Um it and it's really like nice. somebody is trapped inside yes. his fur there. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, you, whenever you have a beard, it's called a flavor saver. So yeah. that's his flavor yeah. saver. Specifically that one there, because the ah! hand comes out from below as well. Yeah. So it's some really nice little bits and pieces thrown into this one to, to bring it to life. But this isn't everything that the, uh, the Flesh Eater Courts are getting, because they're getting a whole host of other stuff. So the... The next book in the sort of narrative at the moment for Dawnbringers is coming out, and that's The Mad King Rises, which is attached to Usharan and sort of will come with the rules for him, as we've been seeing with the last couple of books um, for um, uh, the various characters for the Stormcast and things like that. Uh, but there's also going to be a new army set, which will come with a whole host of new characters. So you've got things... We have we have seen a few of these already. So we saw like a jailer with uh, big wings and set of keys, and we saw a judge that, that made its wig out of a set of intestines and guts and things, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Uh, there's also the aberrant cardinal. So you've got your son of priest as well. Vampire Pope. Things. Vampire Pope. <laughs> Don't check up uh, up uh, his skirt. He will have your head off. But uh, yeah, very nice. Uh, and then there's also the um, a whole host of... Uh, what What are you looking at, Jerry? Are you trying to see what's up his skirt? <laughs> no, it looks like you can see right through. Oh, yes. They've got, yeah, yeah, I think they've, they've done like a negative space thing in the middle yeah. as well. It's really so, cool. Yeah, very nice. Unfortunately, you I can actually check up a skirt. You can check up a skirt. So, yeah. yeah. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, that it, <laughs> they're like, why are you talking about checking up a Pope skirt? But there we go. Uh, there's also the Vargulf Courtier. So, if you're looking for a lovely lord or lady to throw into your games, this is what they look like. <laughs> this is what happened to nice. the Bretonians, people. <laughs> uh, so but yes. Yeah. Uh, a very cool new sort of bat-style creature for you to throw into the mix and add alongside your rest of your Vargulfs and stuff on the tabletop. Nice. Uh, and then, as I say, there's going to be this new army set that's coming out, so it's sort of like one of their launch boxes they do for the factions. So if you wanted to dive in and start afresh with them, you've got this uh, way to do so. There's that fellow with the keys that will, I'm sure will uh, make a lot of people who liked more time very happy, because I always loved the idea of Strigoi and doing that in more time with some very cool models and stuff. Oh, lovely. Um, but yes, a bunch of new line troopers for them. So you've got the Crypt Guard. So these are your sort of um, men-at-arms, your knights that you would find in your glorious army. Were they not cannibals and flesh eaters? Uh, and they are they're actually buff. armed with swords. <laughs> mm. So yeah, you've got swords and you've also got a halberd option for them as well um, if you wanted to go down that route. But uh, a nice little set there. And there's also the Morgheb Knights. So these are your knights of the realm uh charging forward into battle on the backs of terrible beasties one of which is still feasting on somebody's arm as you'd imagine but yeah i mean here when i get stuff stuck in my teeth yeah 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 <laughs> so that's essentially peg carved there pretty much yeah yeah <laughs> oh uh, so the, yeah. the one in the middle is doing a cubone yes wearing its mother's skull yeah um worse than that yeah. he's left-handed 
Oh, <laughs> oh he's a Roman. Yeah. <laughs> so you got some nice options there for new troops to throw in, throw in alongside the flesh eater courts. Um, it's nice that they've been sort of expanded on as a as a collection, and I, I like that they've really run with the theme of them being these delusional knights that think they're one thing and in fact are just absolute horrors. Um, I think it's a fun way to to play things, and it kind of brings them in line with other factions like Gloomspike Gits and that kind of stuff, and Skaven in Age of Sigmar and Warhammer in general, where you're like, you can have some fun with this faction and really go to town with things like effects, like blood and that kind of stuff on the on the force, which I think is a really nice way to go. Um, but yeah, nice stuff there for mm. the Pesci Courts. Fancy. Capping things off, there was also another little preview for a skirmish game. So we had Kill Team preview in 40k side of things. Uh, and for Warhammer Underworld Death Gorge, there was a new warband that was announced, which is Dagox Stab Lads. As you'd imagine by the name, they like stabbing things. <laughs> These are the horn, skinny orcs. Yes. The horn is the best feature of that set. Yeah, that, really that looks like that really horn. cool. I like that's that. a super cool horn. Especially molding on the fact that the guy is blowing the horn as well. I think that's yeah. a really nice little touch. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a sneaky backstabbing set of orcs to throw into your games, you've got some uh, <clears throat> new options here for Warhammer Underworlds. Looking very nice. Not as uh, not a massive departure from you know the stuff we've seen already yeah. uh, for Warhammer Underworlds. <clears throat> I prefer it when they do the really unique stuff where they throw mm. in loads of fascinating new things from like side factions and stuff. But uh, I'm sure if you're a Cruel Boys fan, you'll be wanting to pick these up and use them in Underworlds or maybe in your games of Age of Sigmar as well. So, yeah. That design of Orc is some of my favorite that GW have done in years. Yeah. Yeah, it's very really different. Like yeah. Way less cartoony than what they normally do. Yeah. yeah. Probably, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a mix of of that and they um they look more like Tolkien sort of corrupted elves yes. rather than yeah. massive slab faced things. Yeah. Yes, I was a fun guy. More <laughs> more Urukai. Yes. Mm-hmm. More Urukai, yeah. And it's really nice that they kind of I think I think it's one of the things that's quite good is that they tapped into that idea of I mean, they call them hobgrots now, but you've got the hobgoblins and this kind of style of orc being thrown into the mix. And they've always been teasing Chaos Dwarves, Chaos Dwarden, so you never know. You get them back at some point with the massive hats. Yes. Maybe they'll come back in the old world. No, they won't. (laughs) Coming out of the ziggurats. Yeah, I don't don't even think that made the list. It didn't even make the list for a PDF. No. Mm, Shame. Well, not for me. I've got Tamarkan. It has the Chaos Dwarf list in it. There you go. Jerry sorted. And I've got the old that's army all the Jerry, Jerry's got, well set. And I've got the old army book there as well. <laughs> yeah, so. There we go. <laughs> Done and dusted. Right, enough news. Uh, we should take a quick break and come back to wrap up the show. All right, we're back. It's time to check out some 3D printing. It's Yay. a teeny tiny little 3D print one. It is. <gasps> yeah. It's a weather theme. So, <laughs> Hexworld has a very Mighty Empires feel to it. It does. It's good because yes. we've been talking to people about yeah. Mighty Empires a fair bit recently. Mm. So, this is one that popped up on my radar because what I tend to do now when I go into my mini factory is I go to Tribes and then I click New. <laughs> no. uh, and this is a company that's been set up fairly recently, um, actually, over on there. I'm not sure if they do stuff separate from my manufacturer. Mm-hmm. They might do. Uh, but as you were saying, Jerry, this was giving me very sort of Mighty Empires campaign-style feels. And considering that we're looking at stuff to do with adventuring and things like that over the winter period, I thought this kind of stuff would be very nice, especially if you're looking to put together a big full adventure where you wanted people to explore a big map. Or if 
you wanted to just play war games where you're going to be going out, you know, and attacking cities and all that kind of stuff, maybe you're playing something like Oathmark and you want to be doing mm. big map-based campaigns and you want to dive in and play around with your Especially kingdom. Especially as your mm. kingdom grows. It does. Circles, yeah. yeah. Right. These would be really great for this. So mm. as you can tell by the images, these are hexes. Who would have thought it? Mm. Uh, that you can clip together to build huge maps. And obviously these kind of things can tend to be costly if you're going to be getting them in plastic and stuff like mm. that. But if you want to get in and get yourself some lovely STLs and start building up really nice stuff like this, this could be a very cost-effective way for you to create huge maps for you to be playing games on with your clubs and all that kind of stuff as well. And I absolutely love the detail on these as well. I think the towns look lovely. Um, all the little wall sections, the little tiny trees in different places as well. Um, and there's big, nice statement pieces as well. So you've got things like the cathedral there. In one of the other pictures, we saw like a massive like world tree that they've done as well. I think it's really nice. Um, mountains and all that kind of stuff as well. It looks like a storm wind. Um, it does. Through that castle like, back up there and give yeah. it a harbor. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to build our D&D world off this as like a map to hang on my wall. There we go. How cool would that be? Yeah. That would be very badass. I know, um, I'm not sure it was the, I think they were done by someone individually, but uh, Zorpazorp recently did a huge Middle Earth map using mm. hex tiles. Uh, and that kind of very much put me in mind of that. And you could do that for Middle Earth, or as you say, Justin, your own world that you've been working on um, for, for your various fantasy games. But a lot of people really love the idea of campaigns and i think having something like this is a really great way to kind of encourage people to stick with it and keep going because if you have something as lavish as like a big hex map like the sort of set up in a shop or set up in a club or something i think these really help uh to kind of draw people's eye and be like oh yeah i definitely want to go there and do that and all that kind of stuff well, in um, fact i tell you what you could do with this you remember the the star trek game ascendancy where it's you yeah, yeah. going exploring planets you could do it with this, but more medieval style. So you're building your city, building your society, and it's only whenever your hexes connect that you can actually start trading and fighting with each other. Oh, that could be cool. That yeah. would be a very fun game. And have like a little fog of war thing in the middle, whereas you're sort of exploring things as you go and uncovering the world. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, that would be very interesting to do, to retool that rule set, to do it medieval style. Yeah. But as you can see, they come out really nicely. Uh, you know, it's not something massively new. People have been doing hmm. tiles like this for donkey's years. Um, but it's nice to see somebody bringing it to life in the 3D printing sphere for you to dive into and have some fun with. And there's lots of different options, as you can see. So I'm, I'm digging it. I really need to know what these symbols and letters are mm. around. Why are they there? <laughs> I was trying I to work out, is it either. to connect specific, you know, like this should join on to another it, forest yeah, slash whatever it might piece. do. Yeah. But there doesn't seem to be any, I mean, I don't, I don't know right. what's happening. It's, it's, it's the Illuminati. <laughs> makes, none of it makes any. Confirmed. I don't understand. It, it, it shouldn't. You're not a member. It's fine. Don't worry about it, Chief. It's happening. Yay. I like that. Mighty Empires was a, a really great campaign system. I'm trying to remember. They redid one for like a heartbeat in the early 2000s, which had plastic tiles, but not enough that you could actually do anything with um, without beggaring yourself and your children and their children's children for generations to come, um, which is a shame because yeah. hex-based hex campaigns are so much fun to do. They really are. And this has yeah. some really interesting pieces covering the um, covering everything you need, mountains through yeah. to plains. And There's all the different all points in between. Yeah. Look, create dragon. You're on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. Surprise. 
Oh, you, you could actually do it like blind. So you could put all these into a bag and as you're exploring, you're drawing a random one out and then making it fit. That could be cool. Mm. Yeah. It's a game within a game. You'd have, <laughs> oh, to, so you'd have much to set up with a it. very specific set into the bag, though. Because mm-hmm. otherwise... You have a, a plane set, a the, forest set. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. otherwise you starkly transition from... Yeah. Planes into mountain region yeah. with mm. in like, between. Like playing Carcassonne, but with. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, if if you did like multiple bags, so I I'm going to draw from the mountain set. I'm going to draw from the transition set. Yeah. So each of the hexes, as a nice little aside, they come with three variants to them. So you can have them with hexes with uh, that just join without magnets. Mm. So you can have them tabbed. You can have them tabless, so you can put magnets in to so they mm. click together satisfyingly or. <laughs> and now we know why. It's uh, here. Or you can have them with tablets with holes in, so you can have markers and flags put in if you wanted to. Mm. I think it's a really nice little addition. Um, so some nice little. And of course, you if you know the conjuration, you can use the symbols and letters <laughs> on the side, and they'll do all of it for you without you yeah. having to think. There must be a reason for it. <laughs> what does Jer- Club Jerry, Jerry. Hexagon mean? <clears throat> Jerry surrounded by candles, casting <laughs> bells. D hexagon, but you can't match a D hexagon with a D hexagon because then the hexagon aligns to the D, not the hexagon. It what's going to? What's so, going to happen? How do I contact is, these people to ask them this, what that means? Does this it is going to be like a Stargate thing. Technical Eventually, you're going to work it out method. and you're going to assemble it in the right way that all the chevrons will lock. <laughs> that would make sense. That would make so much sense. There's nothing in more information. Hex World, who are you? Yes, Hex World. See that more information <laughs> part. If you see this, listen to me. If you see this, tell me what that is. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> oh, that's going to bother Jerry all the way through the new year now. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'll email them a long time before that happens. <laughs> but, but it's coming up to Christmas. They might be busy. They might not answer you till the new year. It's, it's, they've got a month to Christmas. And maybe they don't celebrate Christmas. Thing. Possibly. So, you know, I could quit it. about Hexmas. <laughs> could be that. Could be that. Right, there we go. Hexworld's tiny little Mighty Empires-esque set for all your hexicals. Super cool. Yeah. It's very, very hexual. Yeah, right. very hexy. We have some Kickstarters to see us out. Yeah. And we're going to be uh, starting <laughs> off with some very, very small yes. things. Uh, so, if you're looking to dive into some Dark Age Warfare on the tabletop, uh, then you'll probably want some Vikings or some Saxons or maybe mm. some Franks. Well, uh, small miniatures, small. lovely name, are on Kickstarter right now with a project that allows you to get your hands on some 3D printable bits and bobs for 3D printing yourselves some of those Dark Age armies in either 15 mil, which you can see there, or you can scale them up to 28 mil and they work just as well. Um, I think the proportions of these match particularly nicely for 15 mil i think it's mm. really good to kind of emphasize that heroic nature to these and i think these would be super fun dropped into all sorts of different um fantasy games like fantastic battles and all that kind of stuff i think these would be brilliant for that especially if you wanted to go down that kind of as i say like fantasy norse viking route mm. um but there are loads and loads of options as you'd imagine with most uh campaigns that are 3d printing based uh you've got your spears you've got your swords you've got your Viking longship as well, which I think looks amazing. They've also been working on light infantry as well. They've done berserkers. They've got shield maidens. Um, and as I noted at the start as well, they've also been working through stretch goals and that kind of thing to add Saxons into the mix. So you've got some enemies to fight as you go raiding um, alongside the Franks as well with some Frankish cavalry and stuff at the same time. So they've definitely sort of 
covered the bases when it comes to the kind of two essential forces that you need mm. for Dark Age warfare, especially if you're sort of focusing things around 1066 and the like, uh, between the Vikings and the Saxons and stuff. Uh, but uh, I'm no doubt they're going to go even further with these as they dive deeper and deeper uh, into the range and grow it as it goes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, really nice stuff, I think. Perfect for Tiny Saga. Yes, Tiny Saga, exactly. Perfect. Tiny Saga's the way to go, definitely, or Age of Panda. Age of Panda. Yeah. 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 Lovely stuff. Lots and lots of tiny little men screaming yes. at each other. Yeah. And because they because they've got round horses. Because they've got so much stuff, I think you've got the makings of some really nice diverse armies. Mm. So you're not going to be stuck with, oh, I've just got spearmen or something. You've oh, actually got all sorts of bits and pieces that you need for playing the game. Uh, and sort of filling in all the gaps for, you know, your your bowmen, cowards, and everything else. <laughs> I like the fact that the shields appear to have the the engraving on them yes. for actually painting yeah. your symbols and stuff. That'll make life so much yeah. easier for anyone that grabs them. Because at 15 mil, one layer of paint's going to obscure that line anyway, so you'll never, <laughs> it'll look freehand. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then they're also doing um, monks and peasants, uh, separate mm. shields as well. So if you, mm. you know, you've got all the stuff individually, and then you can sort of bring it all together. And, uh, is there? I was about to say, there is there kite, sh- kite shields? Oh, that'll is, make Lloyd happy. Right yeah. off the bat, that changes a big chunk of that from being um, Saxon or Danes into uh, Normans. Right off. The- yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of cool. I like that. Really nice and that, that, Those are just a thank you, which is very <laughs> exactly. nice. Yeah. Well, so it's wonderful. It's one of those nice ones where it's very simple and easy. You just, you know, back it and away you go. You've got that big set <laughs> and you can run with it. There's even a commercial license in there. So if you're somebody who produces a lot of stuff for 3D printing through Etsy and the like, uh, you can pick up that option. And, uh, for £27. Get... Pounds. Yeah. How mad is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wacky, wacky fun. Exactly. It reminded me I've got 15 mil Vikings coming to me at some point for that <laughs> longboat game. So yeah. who knows? Uh, who knows where it will go? Yeah. Time Supports have been done as well for them. So if you are looking for supported versions of these and unsupported, they do do that. So, yeah. so 25 days left, uh, already funded from Small. 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 Good old Tom. Small. Yeah. <laughs> and they are. They're very nice. Yeah. I think they, you're right. The 15 mil. 10 mil sort of scale the bulkier proportions uh, are going to be better for that yeah uh, really highlight them. Vikings were big and beefy anyway very true yeah, mm. yeah so uh, moving on uh, we've got another campaign that uh, has just started up this week as well so this one comes from Chroma Cut Studio we talked about these folks a little mm. while back in the news um, they are now live on Kickstarter funding their battle-ready buildings, um, which is their set of full-colour, flexible, and easy-to-assemble MDF terrain for use on your tabletops. Um, they've designed these very much, at least the first range of stuff, to be focused around the kind of like dr- grimdark future-style games. So if you are playing things like One Page Rules is Rules or Warhammer 40,000 and things like that, these would be a great fit for them. They've also been designed so that they match up with the WTC's rules and things for terrain as well. So if you are someone who's a club or a store, this would be a great thing for you to dive into and pick up because it will allow you to just saturate your tables with loads of stuff that you just have to assemble and away you go, which I think is a great way of doing things. Um, they've been assembled from laser cut MDF, but then there's a printing process that they've gone through where it's kind of like baked into the material mm. and it's done with a hard wearing process apparently. So it's very sort of <laughs> robust. It's protect- yeah, it's robust and it's protected against the rigors of gaming, by which I mean people with Cheeto fingers. Gr- greasy uh, fingers. Yeah, rubbing yeah. their hands all over things. Yeah. So it's made um, strong. 
Yes. The other thing that uh, is quite nice about this, and you'll have seen it in some of the um, images of the larger buildings, is they've got modular elements to it as well. So if you wanted to block off certain windows or if you wanted to play around with different things as part of the buildings, you can sort of slot those in and cover up doorways and things like that. Great for if you're trying to make particularly objective-focused buildings and stuff. They've also got little tiny details that you can plug into the um, the, the bits between the windows as well, which think the between the floors, which I think is quite nice. And obviously, you've got things like walls and scattered terrain and cargo crates and all that kind of stuff. It's essentially all the things that you'd want for making a grimdark battlefield, really. <laughs> it covers all those bases. Um, and it, what's quite nice is that it's got that kind of gothic ruin style feel from older 40k, whilst also having that look of kind of classic retro paper terrain as well, mm. like the cardboard stuff that you would have got in boxes, which I think is quite nice and will certainly fit with some people's retro ideas for armies. Uh, get those goblin green bases out, folks. Mm. Um, and throw your dice to, at it. And throw your dice at it, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a really nice little set of stuff. They've got a couple of different designs for you to look at. So there's like a slightly more imperial looking set of buildings. Oh, look, there's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then some stuff that's uh, based around slightly more chaotic styled um, landscapes that you wanted to put together. Uh, as I say, if you're somebody who wants to get tabletops together very, very quickly, this kind of stuff I think is great. Um, I know that MicroArt did... Um, uh, a series of World War II buildings in yeah. a, a similar style, and they have been lapped up because people just want to build tables very quickly. Mm. Sometimes terrain painting can be a chore for a lot mm. of people. They just want to get their armies together and, and start playing games. So stuff like this is great. Uh, and so quite, seeing Kremlin quite cut, spicy, I mean, yeah, quite spicy for a full table, yeah. Uh, and so seeing Kremlin uh, cut dive in and do something like this, I think, is uh, a nice little option there as well. Um, but yeah great opportunity for somebody to dive in and play around with some stuff as an individual or if you're a store or a club maybe band together and uh, get some stuff for your gaming mm. tables there as well but uh, a nice little option and i'd be interested to see what they do next i'd love to see some fantasy stuff as well from them i think it'd be really yeah, fun that'd so, be fancy yeah. fancy the yeah. printing technique that they use on it sort of the next step up from the, uh, the flat colored it yeah. gives you a, a nice level of depth so you're not having to bother doing any more detailing if you don't want to mm-hmm. or you can if you want run a paint pen down the joins so you can hide yeah the mdf um i know well, the, the somebody, joins aren't too obvious and no, no they're, they're, it's really nice on yeah. some of the darker ones they're yeah they're much more masked so i think if there's there's a red one might stand out a bit more i know somebody yeah. was saying about the um the interior one where they had like lanterns and sconces and it, yeah. it's on all of them and it, you know it includes like the de- just half destroyed sconces still lit up um they were saying that there were obviously prototypes the initial prototypes so some of the designs will be tweaked and changed um so if you've got a half a wall missing it will not be lit by a light um because presumably that's been exploderated but yeah <laughs> yeah well tokens and widgets are handy as well yeah mm-hmm and Not you get the, the sort of radar station as well, which I think is quite a nice little addition for the Kickstarter too. Mm-hmm. So I'd say basic to begin with, but um, a really nice finish to these, and it'll be fun to see where they go next with it. And as they go through stretch goals, hopefully, over the next couple yeah, of days, we'll have a lot more themes, yeah. which will be really nice. Themes so. and buildings. But yeah. that's it. Once they've got the set of, of designs done, they can start adding additional and change up the look. Yeah. So you get a, a, a very different looking set of buildings for just mm-hmm. a, a quick change of... Uh, of design yeah, print down on the top. Yeah. 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 Cool and or the gang. Yeah. Eleven days left. Mm-hmm. Not funded yet, but here's hoping. Getting there. <laughs> I, I imagine forty K fans once they start seeing it will be onto it like uh, Yeah. Yeah. Rat up a drain pipe. 
So, I mean, it is. It's, mm. you know, it's a scaling up the trousers. Yeah. Throw on the table, off you go with your life. Move on. <laughs> Don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Mm. You two a in a bin. Pledge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. We have one last. We do, yes. Uh, yeah. Broken Star Kandahar. Yeah. Uh, so this is another small company uh, coming to Kickstarter with their first range and game. Uh, so mm. this is Lawcaster Studios, and this is their game called Broken Star Kandahar and their miniatures range as well. Um, so the game that they've planned um, is a cooperative game for one to five players uh, where you'll be heading to the Valley of Kandahar um, as freelancers, mercenaries, who have been tasked by the um, the companies of this sci-fi world to go and suppress raiders and make sure the settlers are happy, maybe kill settlers. I don't know, maybe, mm. probably, depends what your Keep the peasants <laughs> in are. line. Yeah, keep off. the peasants in line, do something like that. Uh, so yes, uh, you'll be diving into cop missions where you'll be playing through sort of narrative-based scenarios. You'll be going down to planets and sort of... Um, Talking with the locals and sort of building up rep- a repertoire with their a repertoire, a rapport, a rapport with them. That's the word I'm thinking of. You'll be gearing up and working out what you need for specific missions. Then you'll be going out to do these different scenarios. They could be combat ones. They could be narrative sort of conversational ones. It depends on what you're playing with the game. And then you'll come back and you'll enhance the story and continue it going and stuff like that later on down the line. They've got a sort of rough outline of how the rules work as part of the the kickstarter so be able to go and sort of see their vision for what they want to do it's a d6 based one with sort of action point systems thing which looks quite nice but i think one of the big selling points for this range at the moment uh, and what they're bringing to kickstarter what they're going to be doing through uh patreon next year as well is this miniatures set i Mm. think the miniatures look lovely um i think even if you're not going to be playing uh broken star these are going to be great for people who want to play five parsecs from home or they want to dive in and they want to do some stuff for Stargrave. These would be Rogue great stars. for both Rogue Stars as well. Zona Alpha, yeah. anything. Anything, yeah. Especially the, especially the settlers for things yes. like Zona Alpha because yeah. uh, yeah. they'd look like... They they look like the corporation hasn't sent these people to protect them. They've been sent, <laughs> yeah. to, they've been sent to drive yeah. them off their land because they know yeah. that there's something. Unobtainium is, is heavy and rich in that valley. Yeah, therefore yeah. they require freedom. <laughs> I, I like the hunter who looks like they're wearing some sort of furry fleecy blanket yeah. as a, a, like a, a half-assed ghillie suit slash poncho <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah they, they break down into a couple of different sets you get the freelancers which are the, the freelancers and the unity team which are kind of like heavily armoured badass mercenaries um, you've got the settlers as Jerry's showing off there as well and there's two sets of different raiders yeah. so you've got the lightly armoured raiders which are kind of like your Mad Maxian style dudes or your um, disgruntled miners, perhaps. <laughs> tactical uh, axes. Tactical axes, yeah. yeah. Mm. Tactical because it goes in your skull. <laughs> <laughs> well, tactic um, axe, so attacks. Yeah. yeah. So you got some really a gun and knife. <laughs> Another limbless like, fella. Yeah. I like to think maybe that's his name. Gun knife. Gun and knife. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, some disgruntled workers for you to uh, pit against your mercenaries on the tabletop. Yeah, I think it's quite nice. Quite clearly had enough of your shit. As exactly, they say, yeah, I was getting some red faction vibes from some of this stuff as mm. well, which I think is really cool. If anybody remembers that game, oh, was I was getting a little bit of vibe of Homefront, yeah, Homefront as well, definitely. Yeah, um, they've also uh been uh working on things like um fauna and flora as well. So, in addition to fighting against the likes of the raiders, which you can see here, um, god, I love those dudes with the mm. melee weapons, it's so cool. <laughs> Don't know how well they'll do against the guy with them 
uh, the assault rifle, but there we go. Just rocking out with a piston out of a car. Yeah. <laughs> I need club. This will work. Uh, but you've got um, animals that you can come up against as well. You could use these as pack animals and objectives, for example, um, on the tabletop. Obviously, of course, you're going to have feral beasts ranging around too, mm-hmm. uh, but they've got terrain and bases and accessories and all sorts of different things that you can uh, print off um, for use in your games, as I say, either for Broken Star um, when you get your hands on the rules or for lots of other sci-fi games mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, but they've they've really laid the groundwork, I think, for a great miniatures range here, um, and there's loads that you can pick up for a, a pretty decent price as well through the Kickstarter. As I say, the guard they are going to be going to nice. Patreon um, next year to do more for the range and sort of grow it. I mm-hmm. would assume we're going to see stuff going through my mini factory as well, probably um, where you can get your hands on a lot of this stuff individually and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, man. Going back to that pallet discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The space forklift now. The space fork, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it's just done with the by the creature with the tusk or something. Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> uh, so you've got some really nice options there, as I say. And the rules, it sounds like a great idea. I know a lot of people are really enjoying like cooperative-style gaming at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so having something like that to dive into could be really fun. Hopefully we'll see them flesh out stuff in terms of what you get for that at the moment. Um, but in the meantime, I think diving in and just getting the miniatures, I think will be a great step for a lot of people. Because um, as I say, there's loads of games out there that will uh, will, t- will take these miniatures and uh, they'll look lovely for it as well. So yeah, Very so, well designed. Yeah. Where are we? Corset is presumably all of that, isn't it? it it's it's all of that, yes. <laughs> and what's the that, legend yeah. of the valley? That allowed, I think it was um you could rule book, complete pack of models for printing and additional the stretch goals, blah yeah. blah blah. You choose this reward, you also choose one of the core sets, yeah. maybe the stretch yeah. goals with a custom oh, version you, you, of yeah. your face. face. Oh you, yeah. be in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can be a freelancer. Uh, <laughs> disclaimer, please note that if you are fugly, you will not be done. Oh, that is very Joke. harsh. That counts <laughs> you out, Justin. <laughs> oh, that burn. Oh, oh. Right in the face. I'll tell you what, though, for regardless of how much work is still to be done on the rule set itself, you can already see they've put the time and effort in to yep. what they need to play. So the factions, mm-hmm. the yeah, animals, yeah, plants, the tokens, the terrain, the objective markers. Even the baseline is all there. That, mm-hmm. um, so there's been a lot of time and effort in this already. A very yeah. solid vision of what they want. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's just two people <laughs> working on it as well. Really? So, well, I'm also seeing use of AI in the tabs. Yeah, to do some of the artwork and things. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The books and things. But, uh, but yeah, definitely worth checking out if you're looking for some more sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm. Fab. Very nice. 20 days left to go for Broken Star. And uh, you two can... Get a piston and shake it like a maraca because there was one with two of them. <laughs> I assume it's some sort of space reader band that you can put together as part yeah. of one of the scenarios. <laughs> Clearly, that's what they're meant for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's enough of us for tonight. Uh, we shall return on Sunday for the Cult of Games XLBS over on tabletop.com where you can join us for more waffle if you feel like you need it. And who doesn't on a Sunday morning when you're post hangover? If that's not for you, you can join us here again next week where we'll have another show packed full with all the miniatures news you want. And some you probably don't. You're getting it anyway. (laughs) Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, 
why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.